First Class Fatherhood. That is where Alec Lace comes in with his popular podcast. And one of the most interesting was on a podcast. Alec Lace interviews high-profile fathers from actors to NFL players with a vision to change the narrative of fatherhood and family life. Everybody, episode 692 of First Class Fatherhood. I am happy, as always, to be here with you guys. And it has officially been five years since I have launched the podcast, First Class Fatherhood. And look at how far we have come. I owe that all to you guys, the listeners out there. So many of you have been there from the very beginning. I have been truly blessed to interview so many amazing dads over the last five years. I was going to try to tie the five-year anniversary to the 700th episode of the podcast. I didn't quite make it, but I will have something special in store for episode 700, believe me. And I have got an amazing guest for you guys today on this five-year anniversary of the podcast. First-class father and Shark Tank investor Damon John joins me on the podcast. Damon John is mostly known as being the founder of FUBU. Damon got his start in the clothing business by selling homemade hats that he sewed together and sold in the neighborhood in Queens, New York for $10 a pop. That led to him starting the hip-hop apparel company FUBU in 1992. And by 1998, FUBU grossed over $300 million in annual sales worldwide. So it's safe to say he knows a thing or two about money. And he has just launched a brand new children's book called Little Damon Learns to Earn. It's a children's book designed to help teach kids how to start a business, how to invest, what to do with a dollar. Such an important conversation that every dad should be having with their kids out there. I have read this book with my eight-year-old daughter, Emily. I did a video for you guys that have seen it on Twitter or on Instagram. But it's so important to start this kind of conversation. Oh, that's how you start a business. It tells the story of a little boy who starts out with $5 and is able to turn that over and over and over again, and it shows you just how he did it and what it takes. It starts the conversation. God only knows we are not seeing this enough in the school systems in this country where kids, especially at the early ages in grammar school, grade school, to be taught about money. They need to be introduced to this at a much earlier age. Maybe if we do that, we won't have so many kids stuck with college tuition and don't know how to pay off their own debts. Little Damon Learns to Earn is now available. You'll find the link to the book in the description of today's podcast episode. My interview with Shark Tank investor and first-class father Damon John will be coming your way in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Damon John was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch today's conversation between the Shark Tank investor and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right. And as I said, guys, it's been five years. I can't say thank you enough for all the love and support you guys have showed me over the years to keep me going here with this mission of celebrating fatherhood and family life. It has taken me to the last five Super Bowls, to the White House, to the UFC, to the Medal of Honor Museum. There have been so many unbelievable moments. I've been able to do interviews with guys like Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Steve Harvey, Matthew McConaughey. You guys know the list. Almost 700 dads have joined me on the podcast here. It has truly blown away my expectations. Last year, my book launched with HarperCollins, First Class Fatherhood, Advice and Wisdom from High Profile Dads. If you haven't gotten a copy of that one, that link will be in the description of today's podcast episode as well. And as I said, I got something special planned for the 700th episode of First Class Fatherhood. So make sure you bring it right back here. Follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the upcoming guest announcements. 
Okay, and I know baseball season is right around the corner. They're just doing the pitchers and catchers. We're going to see the start of baseball season soon. And I have fired up my promotion once again with SeatGeek. Get over to SeatGeek.com and use the promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS, and you could save $20 on your tickets. Whatever your team is, get over there right now. Buy your tickets early and save $20 while you're doing it. One of the greatest father-son, father-daughter moments is taking your kid to the ball game for the first time. Do it and save $20 while you do so. Get over to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code FIRSTCLASS. Save $20 on your tickets. And if you have an opportunity, please help me spread the word about the podcast every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list and let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. You guys know it. Father's Day is every day right here on the podcast. Thank you for five years and here's to five more. Here comes my interview straight up with Shark Tank investor Damon John on First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, First Class Father, Damon John. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to have you here. Let's start like this. How many kids do you have? How old are they? Um, I have three children. I'll, uh, uh, I'll tell you, I told one of my staff, about 30 of them. Uh, some, of them. But now I have three children. I have a, a two... I, I, surrounded by beautiful beautiful little girls 29 24 and six very cool uh, if you could damon just for those who may not know if you could just take a second to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do yeah background um grew up in new york city during this amazing uh time of hip-hop which is the 50th anniversary um lower middle class area single mom uh Dyslexic, I left back in school, didn't go to college, barely graduated high school, loved this new music coming out of the Bronx named uh, Hip Hop and uh, couldn't rap, sing or dance, so created a clothing line uh, called FUBU for us, by us. It, all, it was all about a culture of this people who love hip hop and I didn't have any money, uh, stood on the corner in 1989, sold a couple of hats, had this bright idea that I'm going to open a business. That business I opened and closed three times up until 1992, but kept pushing it forward. By 1997, 1998, uh, we were doing annually about $350 million a year. A lot of ups and downs, mortgaged the house, almost got would bankrupt three separate times, uh, acquired a bunch of other brands. And around 2008, because of my... Uh, Knowing how to acquire other brands, got casted for a show named Shark Tank, where um, I had to teach these five other investors named Kevin, Laurie, uh, <laughs> Robert, and uh, uh, Barbara, and Mark about life in general and uh, about how to invest in other amazing people. And um, it has been an amazing ride. And, uh, you know, and, and I'm here and uh, living the American dream. Yeah, Damon, your story is absolutely incredible. Obviously, Shark Tank has been a huge success as well. So props to you on all the success. But if you could, I believe you said 29 was your oldest. Take me back, if you could, uh, about how old were you then when you first became a dad and how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Oh, uh, 29 minus uh, 53 minus 29, whatever that area is. uh, You know, um, it became... You know, it, it, you know, I have three girls, so this is my first. And uh, I had a new appreciation for women um, as a 
young man who was raised by a very strong mother. I mean, there is a, a difference in um, a relationship, of course, always respected my mother is still even till today. She's one, she is the only person who can uh, send me to my room without my dinner. But um, I also, as a, a young man who didn't have any sisters or anything else, I never really understood how to um, appreciate a woman. Um, and, you know, as I uh, had a daughter, then I thought about what if, you know, how would somebody, I would never allow, allow someone to treat my daughter that way. And I had a whole different understanding and a whole different uh, set of values uh, for women. I think that uh, if you don't, if you're not around them as a, as a young child in any way, besides they could be somehow the parent, you're supposed to be cool by hurting their feelings and cool by doing this and cool by not caring about them. And that's what all the other kids are telling you they're doing, even though they're in love and they're, they're, they're not telling you the truth. And I think that after that, my mind uh, just opened up and, you know, realized that they are, they're, they're, they are God's gift to us. And, um, and, and truly when people say you're better half, they are our better half. Yeah, very well said, Damon. And one thing that I wanted to bring up, I'm going to hit you hit on your children's book in just a second here. But one thing I focus on a lot on, on this show is the fatherless crisis that we have going on with so many kids growing up without a father or a father figure in their life. And it's never to take anything away from single moms. As you said, you grew up with a single mom. Uh, it's not saying that you can't be successful by growing up without a father. But, um, you know, the statistics are overwhelmingly lined up against children that grow up without a father or a positive father role model in their life. I wanted to get your take on that and, and find out who were the positive uh, male role models in your life growing up. Yeah, that statistic is overwhelmingly uh, to one side when it comes to African-American communities because of a lot of uh, systemic issues that we won't get into now and we don't need to get into because it's all about moving forward and how we can um, improve our, our, our lives. But the father figures was, first of all, my mother still, I, I believe that, uh, uh, a mother can teach you not only the sensitivities of, uh, you know, life, but also is very disciplined, yeah, definitely in the African-American community because of the lack of fathers, uh, the women have to grow a much harder shell to protect. And uh, if you look at entrepreneurship, they are the top, uh, they, they're the top growing market, African-American women. Um, but the fathers in my life uh, were, uh, you know, uh, the, the men that came into my life through my mother and not only through my mother, but other men who uh, did step up and realize that uh, because of the lack of fathers in the community that they need to mentor more people. Um, and uh, it, it was a man who owned a corner store in my neighborhood named um, Tim, uh, who was an amazing uh, veteran who fought for our country, who showed me how uh, when I was sweeping up the store for candy, there was no such thing called interning then. It was sweeping up the store for free candy. Um, but he understand he understood inventory, he understood competition, he understood inflation, and he understood more importantly than anything else. He understood customer service and being absolutely obsessed with the customer. Uh, then it was a young man, a, a, a community leader named Charles Fisher, who connected me with LL Cool J, who told LL the right thing to do was to support an upcoming young little brown boy named uh, Damon John. And uh, two other ones, another man named Ralph McDaniels, who had a very big television show in New York City and another man named Mr. Case, who, when I had my first kind of livery service, uh, uh, taught me that. And uh, my mother happened to, uh, he, she never technically got married, but uh, I happened to follow my stepdad and until today happens to be of the Jewish faith, uh, a gentleman named Steve. And 
He told me a couple of things. Love doesn't come in a color or a gender. And, uh, you know, we all have more in common than we have apart. So those were the gentlemen that uh, that that carved out uh, time for me and molded my life. Yeah, r- really great stuff, uh, Damon. And, and one of those statistics that are overwhelmingly against the, the kids that grow up with no father is the poverty uh, level. When you look at people that are living in poverty, a high majority came from no father in the home. Same with the homeless rate as well. And a big piece of this pie is financial literacy not being taught in the school levels like so many kids come out of school with no idea how to invest a dollar how does what to do with the dollar in general and that's where i think this awesome contribution your children's book coming in little damon learns to earn what was the genesis of the book here and uh what are you hoping it accomplishes I mean, you hit it. You hit it on the head. Uh, you know, the, the school system has not been set up in this country to teach us financial intelligence or financial literacy. You know, we're in a different time and age where we are. We are in the information age. You know, the time when many of our parents and our grandparents went to school, it was the agricultural age or the industrial age. So learning a trade like shop and those type of things were important. So you needed to go to learn shop. But today we're in the information age. Also, back then, technology was not the same, so you can depend on a financial advisor or maybe you could not depend on a financial advisor because you didn't have any money, but you should be able to participate in uh, the capitalist uh, environment that we have. And whether you have two nickels or five million dollars, the American dream is yours. But uh, we are not growing up. We're not taught that. So whether you are a CEO or whether you are balancing a checkbook at home, if you are not taught financial intelligence, what are taxes, compounding interests and various other things like that. Well, at 16 and 17 years old, you have the opportunity to acquire 400 by the time right now, a, a, a six-year-old, by the time they're 16 years old, it'll be about $700,000 to get a college education for a degree you're not even sure that you want to have. And you'll be paying that debt off till you're 50, 60 years old. Uh, so there is no money in selling books or education, financial intelligence, to our children, but there definitely is when you go to a college fair, a whole lot of financial people ready to sell you and or give you credit cards and a lot of debt. And there's a lot of money in that when you have to pay that interest for the next 30 years of your life. So that is the problem. And uh, people think that it's how much money you make, it's how much you retain, because the stats are that 65% of a lot of those great athletes on your wall and 65% a lot of winners are bankrupt three years after leaving the league. So it doesn't matter how much money they had. It is the fact that they did not have financial intelligence. And that is what this book is for, uh, to help families, parents, and kids together understand how to retain money and how it works so they have more interest in looking into more books and more things to get more information. Yeah. And I think just what you said there too, so many athletes, lottery winners go broke. I think that surprises a lot of people or they just don't really believe that because in their mind, it's like, oh, give me the money. I'll show you what to do with it. And I think, I think it was Bill Bailey that said, you could take all the money in the world, divide it up equally. And then within a short amount of time, it'll all end up back in the same pockets because it's, it's a mindset that you have. It's not so much, it's not like winning a trophy in a sport and putting it up on the mantle. When you make a sale, you can't just put the money on the shelf and say, that's it. There it is. You know, so it's a tool to be used here. And that's why I think having more, uh, you know, resources for kids, for parents to use such as this. Now is the book, is this your story? Is that what you tell in the children's book? Does it go through your story, starting the, the clothing company type thing? You take a different route. 
It is very similar. It is not my story at all. It is about a little young young man, little Damon, and he wants to buy a poster of his favorite music artist, and he can't afford the poster. So what does he do? Well, he taps into his couple of friends in school and says, I need to get this poster. Well, how are you going to get that poster? Well, you can draw. You can do this. You can do that. We can buy one shirt. We can go flip it and do this and that, and learns to communicate like all of us do and work within a unit to go ahead and accomplish the goals, but use the strength of others and at the end of the day little damon isn't the one who makes uh the money to be able to buy what he wants it is the whole crew makes things to do what they want because uh in a society where you want to work with other it is a team sport no matter what it is not about one person it's about all people and it is using it and understanding how a dollar turns into two to four whatever the case may be um, and that is what's critical about the book. It opens your mind. And if we look at a lot of the people incarcerated, the only thing they saw, you know, is the people are driving by in fancy cars and they didn't really see how they made that money. But they can make the same amount of money taking a box of pencils that cost two dollars. And by the time you sell each one for 25 cents, it's now four dollars. Right. And and they don't have to look over their shoulders. So. Uh, this is critical and it, it opens up a child's mind. A child's mind is endless. And when a child realizes they can acquire the things that they want uh, through the simple habits of whatever they right now are buying, they can sell. And that's the exact thing that the book really touches on where parents and kids can learn in a very soluble way and a story to go out and, and start thinking and doing more. And it's amazing, too, because we see it in our everyday life. Just if you go to the local bodega and you buy a Lucy, that guy's selling them for a dollar a piece. So back in the day, whatever, a dollar a piece. And he's making $20 on a pack of cigarettes that he was selling for five. You know, so it's like you see it. It's just you don't realize how simple you can process these things. Again, that's why I love it. Little Damon learns to earn. I'm going to put the link to the book in the description of this podcast episode so my listeners can get over there and check it out. One other thing I wanted to ask you too, Damon, about what you said about the college hustle uh, that's going on here with so many kids. Being in the Shark Tank for so many years now and seeing so many different entrepreneurs uh, come in from all different walks of life, is there something to the college degree that separates the people that come in? Is it an overwhelming amount of college-educated people or are you seeing less and less people with the college degree and just that, that drive, that hustle coming in with that energy? No, I see both. I have nothing, absolutely nothing against higher education. I do believe that you do need to educate yourself one way or another because you're either going to learn off your mistakes or your mentors and your mentors can be in college. And please do me a favor. Don't start cutting people open on a surgery table if you didn't go to school for that. That's not something you can learn on the street. Um, I am seeing all of that, but I'm also seeing people who went ahead and, and you know, they, they went and got the college degree because they were uh, really following their parents' goals that you need to be this type of person to be successful. And I see others that do not have a college degree and are very successful. So, you know, it's really about discipline and, and it's about taking inventory of what you have. If you have the opportunity to go to college, please do. Uh, but maybe before you decide to go out and get along, what can you do? Because there's so many grants out there and there's so many other things. But a lot of us are on this hamster wheel and we turn back and say, I just did something for somebody else. I did it for my mother. I did it for society. You need to do it for yourself. I do believe that college is important and I take nothing away from the amazing um, higher learning and the educators that dedicate themselves to our children. I just want the kids who are educating themselves know they want the job, uh, know they want that education and know that they can afford it because the stat is that 
A kid graduating college today, 50% of them will retire with a job title that doesn't actually exist today. So if I told the kid 10 years ago they were going to be a social media expert or a drone operator, they would be like, what is that? Uh, oh, maybe, maybe 15 years ago. So I just want people to make the right decision because we are turning into a country of debt. And it hurts all of us when people are... Uh, there's a lack of resource around and they made the wrong decision and the right people are getting wealthy off of it. Yeah. And, and again, too, what's mind boggling to me, uh, Damon, is the fact that we have these devices in our pocket that enable us to have access to the greatest financial books, or the greatest literary books ever written, uh, the best music that's ever been produced. Uh, uh, we have the library in our pockets. And yet so many few people, like you don't even need a library card anymore and make an effort to go to the library to get the knowledge. It's right in your pocket. And so many people just uh, avoid it at all costs. So it's just uh, amazing to see. Like, I know I just gave my my 16 year old and now my 15-year-old, they both started working. My 15-year-old got his first job and I give them the book, um, The Richest Man in Babylon, uh, as a starter for them to kind of get that idea of what to do with the money. Is there any other type of particular book, obviously, other than Little Damon Learns to Earn, that you recommend parents to give their kids to maybe get a, get a head start on financial literacy or learning what to do with a buck? Well, listen, I've always been a big fan of Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki and Robert also has a game called uh, Cash Flow. Uh, uh, Monopoly is a very good game, but you know the best thing to do with your kids because you know giving them a book and putting it in their face, they may or may not read it. But you know what? Whatever you want to learn, the same way that you follow fifty Instagram sites for uh, you know dancing or cooking or funny jokes, just put tell them to put it on their feed. I don't care if it is crypto, which is horrible today, obviously, but or real estate or whatever or financial intelligence. Put it on their feed and let them slowly scroll through it. Before you know it, they catch a meme here, a meme there, a meme here, a meme there. And then all of a sudden, in a year, they're like, they're digging more into it. The thing is, that it's not the traffic that we're looking at. So whether you're looking at TV, well, a lot of the credit card companies, they have the money to keep promoting, right, their product. They don't mean you any harm. And they're financial institutions that we need out there. But there is no money in saying, hey, I want you to work harder to be smarter so you don't spend money. Nobody's making money off of it, so nobody can push it. Yeah. Wow. I, I love that, Damon. And, and let me bring it back into you uh, as a father for a second here, being a girl dad. What, what, what type of disciplinarian would you say you are as a father with the kids growing up? And is that different than the discipline style you grew up with? Yeah, I'm called the Disney dad. So I kiss my girls no matter what they do, right or wrong, because I have amazing, amazing partners. My first my first wife, we uh, separate and part of ways. So one of my best friends and I don't uh, I, I attribute my girls. Uh, they are great um, contributors to society because of her. And my wife now is an amazing, amazing mother. And I am a Disney dad. No matter what my daughters do, I go, oh, my God, there's a kiss hanging off your cheek. And I kiss their little cheeks. Um, and I'm sorry, I can't, they melt my heart. There's nothing else I can do about it. Yeah, I love that. I have three boys and we got our girl on the fourth try. And, uh, it, you know, it, it's amazing the way that I discipline her is far different than I am with my boys. And it's just, uh, it's been a, a really great experience in my life to get a chance to get the girl. Yeah. My, you know, listen, I, I will tell you that my only form of education to my daughter in a, in a sense is to always make sure that she sees me treat her mother with the ultimate of ultimate respect and be absolutely head over heels in love with her and to and to show her that 
she deserves a man's love or however she grows up, she deserves love, you know, and uh, even when we disagree, we can agree to disagree without anybody taking the position of somebody being better than the other. Yeah, well said. And throwing it back to the Shark Tank there, I've had several dads on the podcast here who got deals on the Shark Tank, changed their lives. It's a, such an awesome resource and a, a valuable uh, uh, you know, opportunity for so many people to make a score. Uh, I wanted to ask you, what advice do you have for the dad out there that's working in a job that he hates, has ideas, watches Shark Tank? How does he get from where he is in this routine job that he's repeating and wants, has this dream of creating something and getting into that place on the Shark Tank or beyond? What's his moves? What kind of advice do you give to that dad? Yeah, well, first of all, make sure that you slowly invest in wherever you want to go. The burn the bridges concept and what people say is not worth it. You have to pay the bills and you have to feed or and or take care of those amazing children that you have. So what you want to do is put maybe 10 percent, 20 percent, be very disciplined on how you put that time and education into what you want to do. Do not go and spend a dime. The first thing you spend in the first six months of where that new business is time. Time investing in what is the business? How does it work? Who do I contact? Another thing, if you're fortunate enough to have a, a significant other, set goals with that significant other. We are only 17 days into the new year and everybody's talking about, uh, you know, they, they haven't done their goals and acting like the whole year is over. We still have 300, what, 47, 48 days left. The sexiest thing you can do in your entire life is to set goals with your significant other so you're on the same page. The, the biggest challenge with anybody, whether you're in a business or whether you're in a relationship, is the cloudy area of misunderstanding where both parties are assuming that the other party knows what they want. Be on the same page and set, and, and set time and action calendars. We're going to do that in two months, four months, six months, nine months, 12 months. If it doesn't work out, we'll close it up. If it does, we'll move forward. Uh, it's really about being disciplined. And more importantly, do exactly what you love. If you're chasing everybody thinking, I'm going to make money because that person made money, that's not the case. Do exactly what you love. Like I said in the opening, anything you're buying or consuming or whatever you're doing on your time off, you can sell it instead of buy it. Yeah, gr great stuff. I, I love that. And obviously, uh, parents become great innovators because we come into all these different, uh, you know, things that we've never come across before. We make stuff up on the fly. I know a lot of parents have come away with deals in the Shark Tank. Is there one in particular product you've seen over the years from the parent that you would tell parents is a must have anything you invested in or maybe some of the other guys? Uh, what would you say would be the top one maybe that you've seen come through from a parent? Uh, Whew, I cannot think of any at the moment because there was so many where there was somewhere it was uh, managing or governing when a child is in a car and driving and on the phone and can prevent crashes and things of that nature. Um, you know, maybe maybe the one that I would have to say it was a, a big tearjerker for all of us was Cupboard Pro, uh, not because it was something that a parent must acquire. It showed the it showed the it showed the that three uh, three children, two girls and a little boy who lost both of their parents to to cancer, and, and the father was a chef, a fireman chef who died uh, serving us by 9/11 uh, related uh, causes. Ten years later, um, his love and his passion for what he did, uh, he installed he instilled in his children. His children went on to uh, create that business, run that business, and become very successful. I know he's looking down in heaven at his children. Wow. Wow. Awesome stuff, Damon. And obviously you just mentioned 17 days into the new year here. Uh, you got the, the new book on the way. What other goals do you have for yourself here for 2023? What can we expect to see from you here? 
my goals uh, is that, you know, I avoided, uh, you know, I got, I, I, in 2017, I had uh, stage two cancer, thyroid cancer. Thank God it's the slowest growing cancer. And I realized that taking care of everybody else is great, but if we don't take care of ourselves, we won't be here. And that as we talk about, it's always 80, 20 or 65%, but the 60, there's 65% chance that if you catch something on time that you can beat it. So you won't be around as a dad if, or, or any kind of parent if you don't go and get that colonoscopy, endoscopy, pap smear, mammogram, whatever it is, uh, you know. So first of all, take care of yourself so you can be a better father uh, to everybody, uh, to people. Set goals, of course, and uh, for the new year and for the next 10 years, uh, because I have this little six-year-old, uh, my job is to teach these children who are going to, uh, future sharks who are going to run this country how to have financial intelligence and be smarter in their decisions so they can grow up to be bigger and better than, than Damon John ever will be. Yeah. Words of wisdom. Awesome. And la last thing I want to hit you with here, Damon, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? Ooh, that is a tough one. You cannot control so many things. And, you know, I think one of the, one of the best things is, uh, you know, as your child grows, your child will grow to be that that person uh, that they grow into be and they're going to want to try new things. And the best way that when they try new things, then it is like, you know, bad things. Just laugh at them. You want to smoke? <laughs> oh, God, really? Oh, go do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, uh, my mother just that <laughs> sometimes and I'll go, no, 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 you know, uh, you know, it's. Uh, but there, there are so many other, there are so many other key things uh, to to think about. But you know, I, that comes to mind quickly. Uh, you know, uh, but again, you know, I don't know. There's so many other things to think about. But it, it, but at the end of the day, it's going to be what you always hear: lead by example. Uh, you know, they, kids don't kids don't listen to what you say. They they do what you do. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. It's been an honor for me. I got to say, Damon John, you're a first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. I appreciate you. You are as well. Thank you for what you're doing, man. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. Please visit www.firstclassfatherhood.com to find out more details. You can order First Class Fatherhood advice and wisdom from high-profile dads on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Proverbs 22.6 tells us, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will never depart from it. God bless, and I'll catch you next time.